0: Hey guys, welcome back to Working Comic Podcast. Austin Nasso here. In this interview, I interviewed my friend Bo Johnson, who's a good friend of mine and an up-and-coming comic in the Pacific Northwest and Seattle scene. He's been featured on Seattle's Bumbershoot Music Festival and Kevin Hart's Heart of the City show on Comedy Central. It's a really fun interview. We do it pretty late at night after the Comedy Underground open mic. And um, I found out during the interview that I was pointing my actual audio at him instead of my mic at me so both audio sources are pointed at him so my audio is kind of crappy in this one but bear with me it's a really cool interview we just talk about getting TV creds producing shows uh, to get stage time and uh, you know getting early success in your stand-up career so please enjoy
1: couple years ago and the guy who books them the guy who owns the records. After he booked me to do the second album, like a couple months later, he's like, you know, I've never really watched any of your actual comedy, nor do I know whether or not I would find you funny, but you do have a good voice to, to bring the comedians to the stage. And I was like, oh you didn't God. have to tell me that. I just <laughs> thought that you thought I was funny. You didn't have to insult. Like, give me wow. the worst compliment. <laughs> That's so
0: backhanded. <laughs> I don't know if you're funny or not nah. at all. I just like your voice.
1: I just thought you had a nice voice. I was like, oh. That's so <laughs> shitty.
0: Have you? So you've done podcasts before? I've oh, done. We're recording.
1: Uh, we're recording. We're live. We're live. We're live, we're
0: live baby. I'm, okay, I guess I'll do an intro thing. I usually mm-hmm. do my intro. Welcome back to Working Comic Podcast. I'm mm-hmm. here with Bo Johnson. Bo is a uh, name in the Seattle scene. He's big, oh, boy. Big name. Well-known. Big boy. Um, he's doing really well. Uh, He was in Bumbershoot 2017, Kevin Hart's Heart of the City on Comedy Central. Mm -hmm. You were just in uh, Just for Laughs. Uh, Kevin Hart did a taping for his LOL comedy app, and you're going to be featured on that. And you're produce shows at Comedy Underground, the big uh, comedy club in Seattle. You do a lot of things.
1: I'm a very busy man.
0: You are the busy man. (laughs) So, how did, it, how did it all start? How did it all. Well, that's a weird. One. How did it all start? Like we start well, playing it was banter. 1991. <laughs> Somewhere how in a state
1: born? park in Washington. You were born and in a state park? No, no I was no, not you born. Mm. That part. And the Aurora Borealis was up in the sky. My, okay. namesake, my namesake. Okay. Named after the Aurora Borealis. Bo? Bo? Bo, Bo, Ro- Bo Royal? Bo Royalis. Okay. So I it's like Born under the Northern Lights, destined for greatness, Beau Royal. Beau Royal Rupert Jomansky Johnson. Like, I feel like that's how the avatar was born. <laughs> and I did find out, my my mom wanted to name me Apfel. Apfel Johnson. Apfel Johnson. Apfel? Apfel Johnson. Apfel, Johnson.
0: Apfel Johnson. After
1: my, one of my grandfathers. Whose name was Apfel? Apfel.
0: Or was he Apfel? Is that, I feel like that's an I think
1: his word. name was Apfel. Uh, maybe it's an adjective. All yeah. I know is that... Apfel. When I heard she wanted to name me that, I was like, "My dad got in a fight, and I owe him one." Because I don't want to be Obful Johnson. That's a bad name.
0: Wow, that sounds like you have like aptitude or something.
1: But um, how did the comedy start? Let's see. Yeah,
0: how did it start? Did I was, was bussing
1: tables at Duke's Chowder House, uh, right okay. on the on the waterfront, and I was living at home at the time. How old were you? When was this? I was thirteen years old. <laughs> Where there's <laughs> no, Yeah, thirteen-year-old boy, busting tables at Duke's Chowder House. Fake ID. I was out, of college. Was was out of college. Was just out of college. It's <laughs> just out of college. I was. I don't know think like, really
0: young people work. I'm
1: pretty dude, sure yeah, that's. That, dude, I'm pretty at, sure that's illegal. They I was get, at
0: Ivers like um, mm-hmm. on Saturday, and there was like this kid who was literally like thirteen or fourteen. I that's think that
1: aware. you know what I think happened. I don't think that that kid was busting. I think just a child. Took your plates, and you're like, he probably works here. Yeah, <laughs> he <laughs> like was wearing black. There was just a small child that was hungry, and he saw that you had food left. He's like, let me take that from yeah, you, and then I he think left. I think he I doesn't work there. <laughs> um, I was like 22. Okay. And I was all I got better. I was like, all, the only thing I'm getting better at is, I'm I'm sorry. I'm right now my elbow is on Austin's setup. It's a okay. ironing board, and I'm shaking the table. Um, The classic ironing board setup. Mm -hmm. And I can see the water sitting on the table shaking as well. But I was bussing tables, and the only thing I was getting better at was how many dishes I could carry at once. And every morning and night when I was bussing to and from Duke's Chowder House, I would listen to comedy podcasts like Comedy Bang Bang and Pete Holmes podcasts. And I loved stand-up since I was in middle school, like with Mitch Hedberg at first and Dimitri Martin And then, like, Flight of the Concours, Mike Burbaglia, John Mulaney, Maria Bamford, all these people. I liked them a lot. And I was like, you know, I'd enjoyed writing in college. And I'd done, like, some little satirical newspapers with friends. And I didn't like that that kind of work was always based off of other people's work ethic. I just wanted to put it all on my own shoulders. And so I did one open mic at the Thai, Thai restaurant in Seattle, Jai Thai after I watched, I watched one or two first. And I've heard, like, there are a lot of stories of people, like, I went to the open mic and I saw how bad everybody was and I said, I could do this. And I know the first open mic I went to, it was, like, a Friday, it was a packed crowd and, like, everybody killed. And so I left, and I was, like, I was, had shown up being, like, they're all gonna fucking suck. And then I got no, there no. and some people were really funny and I was, like, oh, no. <laughs> no, that's so hard. And then just started it and I got hooked. And then... Mm. A couple months in, I was able to quit my job bussing tables, so I had all my nights free just working in an office, and then started doing, like, three nights a week, then four, then five, and then now, like, at least five to seven.
0: Really? That's so cool. So, your first time was just visiting Jayatai, and how do you know mm-hmm. to, like, go there?
1: I think I just Googled... They, pretty boring answer i just googled stand-up comedy <laughs> in seattle i didn't close my eyes and just see where like my heart led yeah, me i <laughs> it was like which which of these thai restaurants looks like it has the most weirdos inside
0: sweet yeah. so if you guys want to get into stand-up comedy uh just uh-huh. google uh, an open mic your <laughs> yes. heart will not have
1: the answer wow we've really helped your <laughs> listeners so far austin no, i think good. we're, we're like 10 amazing. minutes in and so far we've Taught them about Google. (laughs) In the references,
0: I'm going to link just the Google search for where do I find Mm -hmm.
1: the mic. there's anything you want to do, comedy, otherwise, all you have to do is Google how to do that thing.
0: Yes. That's Mm -hmm. actually good uh, advice. Mm -hmm. Um, How did you... So were you always like the funny kid, do you think, growing up? Like, did you have a personality that, like, do you... How can I explain it? Like, do you feel like you were... Yeah, were you like class clown or... Were
1: you I was class clown. Were you really? Yeah. Oh. I mean, Your book to prove it.
0: Nice. Was... That
1: sounds that sounds like such a sad brag. That's uh, <laughs> like the fine. That's like the equivalent of people like, you know I used to be on the baseball team. <laughs> it's like Yeah, it's
0: like, well, your glory days. I think I they made smart. me dress
1: up in something real goofy. But no, I yeah, I was I was funny. I was I'm kind of shy. I still am quite shy. To an extent. And but so, you have to
0: be like Everyone has to know you're funny for you to be class clown.
1: Mm-hmm. But it took four years. It did. Yeah, that's what I like. What I love about stand-up is that there's a context to be funny. And you can get up on stage and everyone has to listen to you. Uh, it's the same reason. It's the same thing I like about dates. Like when it's like one-on-one, you're like, this is a date. There's like a, there's to. a, there's like a theater to it. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean, it just means that you can behave a certain way and you both know you're on a date. It's like the audience knows you're getting on stage to talk. Yeah. And you can just kind of test out and see what works and what doesn't work. So, you um, use
0: dates kind of like an open mic?
1: No, I would not. Material. I would not say that. <laughs>
0: so, uh, some more advice if you are
1: on a date, uh, it's basically the same as an open you mic. You ever ride a bus before? <laughs> <laughs> you're just telling me open mic joke? Yeah. You're like, okay? Uh, not really. Flirting. Well, <laughs> I was at the bus stop. You're like recording <laughs> your conversation. You're like, hold on, sorry, I just have to record. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I was also a class clown.
1: You're a class clown? I was a class clown. Yeah, Were you homeschooled? I <laughs> <laughs> was the
0: class clown of my um uh, my house. Yeah.
1: How did that? Uh, did you do? See, so yeah, for me, I had a couple things I did <laughs> that so, are very silly in retrospect, but now I was like, I liked how that felt, and like I did, I did a really silly yearbook photo. Okay. I took a picture. I wore this. Um this I is saw actually, it. Yeah. Face- so this back, I, I guess no one will see this photo. I guess you could use it as. To cover for the podcast, um, yeah, the media. But um, so the summer before my senior year, my best friend from high school, Matt, Matt and I, there's a trail in Seattle called the Burke Gilman Trail, and we were biking along it, and we got off for a bit, and we got to this grocery outlet next to a blockbuster video, and neither of us had our shirts on, and it sounds like a fake setup, but we were we wanted to go into the blockbusters closing. And they had a lot of cheap movies, and we loved DVDs. But you're not allowed in without a shirt. I forget, I didn't have a shirt. Matt had a shirt. And so he went into Grocery Outlet to buy me a t-shirt for like three, four bucks. And he came out with this big grin, like grin on his face. He goes, you don't have to pay me back, but you have to wear what I bought you. And he bought me this women's... It wasn't that it was a women's shirt. It was like a tight women's shirt. It was baby pink, and it had this giant graphic of Mickey and Minnie Mouse kissing on the front, inside of a heart, and then it said smack and there were other hearts bursting out from their expression of love. Okay. It was a beautiful shirt. And so I put that on, I rode home with it. And then we had our yearbook photos. It was like, no, I I wanna dress up. So it's like what what looks the most ridiculous on me? So I put that shirt on, which is a ridiculous shirt no matter who's wearing it. And it's so skin tight I almost had to cut it off with a pair of scissors. You couldn't take And it. then I just gave him like a nice just a nice pursed lips and I had like a this girl gave me her headband to wear around my neck and it just it was everyone thought it was really funny. It just is a very bizarre looking photo. Like I don't think I've ever made that face before. I don't think I could make it again. I somehow also do kind of look better than I've ever looked.
0: I was confused how that was you.
1: I don't know, it's just, just a like magical you. moment. And when, when I bought that shirt with my buddy, as we were biking home, we actually ran into this girl from our high school, Angie, and her boyfriend, Thor, who went to a different school. Her
0: boyfriend's name was Thor. His name was Thor. It's hard to get past.
1: Yeah. He looked a little bit like a mini Thor, too. He had long blonde hair. He was a state swimming champion.
0: I feel like I just hate someone named Thor. Okay,
1: but... I don't know. Maybe. I don't know him well. All I know Thor. is he saw me and he was like, that's kind of weird. That's odd. And she was like, no, he's just... I don't know what that was. And so the day we took our yearbook photos, I took my photo and I went outside and he was there picking her up for lunch and he just saw me wearing the exact same outfit like three months later. The two times I've worn it in my entire life. And that was the
0: only time he's seen you. Mm That's amazing. So he developed an opinion of you. Yeah.
1: But that was step one, becoming class clown. This is this is becoming form. less of a how to be how to try to become a moderately successful local comedian and more how to go back in time yeah, back at Shorecrest High School and maybe become class yeah, clown. Yeah, if you go to
0: Shorecrest High School and are a sophomore or junior, uh, follow those steps.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> wow. Anyway,
0: so you had one photo that went viral, and mm-hmm. that was kind of in the high school, and then
1: I did a ribbon dance at our male beauty pageant, and I remember it was, like people got a lot of laughs, and I was like, I like this feeling. I like the way it feels when people are laughing. And so that was kinda of your first yeah, performance. Your first sort of. Show. And I also just had always up until then I just kind of started watching Stand Up and I loved reading. Um, I loved I still love Bill Watterson, like Calvin and Hobbes. Uh-huh. And uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, those books. I liked like humor books and I liked the fact that those people were out there. And I guess like my cheesy my cheesy goal beyond wanting to make a living at it is like i know when i was a kid and i was in my head a lot i liked the fact that those people were out there and they were doing things and it's like it would be cool if there are even a couple people that are happy that i'm doing what i'm doing
0: that's cool Mm -hmm. nice do you feel like there was um something to overcome for being naturally shy do you consider yourself introverted
1: i think i am an outgoing introvert okay if that makes any sense and I have a couple of people that I think I get I feed energy off of, but for the most part, if I go out to like somewhere that's loud, I'll be in the corner. Really. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you like your time to shine is like when you have, like when you can.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or I, it takes like me a bit of time. I'd like to feel invited.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I feel like I'm outgoing, and then like a lot of times. If I don't know someone well, I'm very like mm-hmm. shy.
1: No, just funny. like most people. Weird. <laughs> that's how that I feel. Yeah. What, maybe that I guess the more I get to know people, the more comfortable I become, which is also what I just said.
0: Hmm. I think that yeah, that's probably true. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not like. It's hard for me to be naturally funny with, uh, like, unless I'm like just super comfortable.
1: Mm-hmm. comfortable I'd love to see that sometime. <laughs> One day, you know, see beyond my
0: homeschooled humor.
1: <laughs> but so uh open mics what else would you like to know what else mm-hmm. the great boat i mean
0: so you've been doing it for about how many years now? three and a
1: half years so not very long
0: and the whole time in seattle right
1: the whole time in seattle with some yes based out of seattle with some trips short trips to various places
0: cool so have you noticed kind of a, a development in the way that you would sort of approach like, open mics and comedy, like, how did you, what was the evolution of your perspective from, like, when you you started to now?
1: Well, it just sucked at first. Like, I think the first time felt good. I don't have any video or audio of it, and I'm sure if I listened to it or watched it, I'd be like, I was wrong. That was really, that was pretty bad. But I remember thinking it went well. Yeah. And then the second time, I was like, well, I'm a natural, so clearly... I'll just go up brand new set and I'm just gonna fucking rock this. And I think I ate shit. I no laughs for like three minutes. And that's probably one of probably the worst set I've ever had. It's, really? the, it's the the second, second time. time, time. Ever. I don't and point. then yeah, and I remember it just was rough. It just sucked for like six months. Like you do okay here and there or like get some laughs here and there, but I remember more than more than not, it was just bad. Like I love doing it and it's like I like it, and I feel like I'm I'm improving, and so I can see there's progress. But each time going out, I was like, "This is probably not going to be good."
0: Wow. So, how do you get, like motivate yourself to keep doing it when if you're new and you're like? you've never really, you haven't done it that much and you keep bombing and bombing and bombing. I wouldn't
1: really. say it was bombing and bombing and bombing. Well, <laughs> it Sounds, you like, I just did terrible. Well, I mean, I, was I would say I'm so very, s- I'm very critical. Every time you so bad. For better or for worse, I'm very so critical. Okay, so, so you were bombing. So I was, bo- I definitely was bombing sometimes.
0: Not every day for
1: some Not months. every time. <laughs> or like there would be some lines that worked, but it's like you can't, Yeah. you can't get three laughs in three minutes and like, it I'm just, incredible. It sounds
0: like it was at least, yeah. And then there was
1: like a switch where all of a sudden I was like, you know, this might actually, I might do better than I do worse. And I might have like actually leave being happy with how I did relatively more so than like most of the time. And then I think there's certain mics where you'd go and you just kind of went up and did everything that was new. And I remember like the club that I work at a lot now, Comedy Underground, I would treat it more as like an audition. So whenever I went there, I would do whatever jokes worked the best that I had in other rooms, and I would try to just do the three minutes of the best jokes I had.
0: That's interesting. Um, I know that a lot of people might do that when mm-hmm. going to a new scene, like kind of like showcasing their best jokes at mics, or people strategically will sometimes use mm-hmm. open mics as a venue to do their best material. Um, when do you find that to be your advantage, and when do you just do regular material? Very i mean i think now. that
1: when if you're if you're lucky enough that you're in a position where you can bomb without it impacting your standing in that room then you should be doing new material or if you're doing old material at least from my perspective i think you should be trying to tweak it or you should be opening with something you know works you can do like a joke sandwich like something that's good you know is good something that's new and then end with something that's it's old um and I mean, that worked, I kind of, I think I did what is like a very traditional, how you kind of get into comedy, where I worked the door at the club, like, at least two nights, probably three, sometimes four nights a, a week for like a year. Wow. And so I didn't get bumped, but I would have, I had a lot of time where it kind of, it was the same, like at first when I was working the door on the weekends, I didn't get up at all, and then I kept kind of getting better, and i get a little spot, and I'd prove that I was better, and I'd get more time, and so by the end... I was getting up on most of the weekends where I worked the door for at least one set, maybe two. And I think that's something that whether it's how it should be or shouldn't be, I think when a lot of people do get bumped at clubs they're like, well why am I getting bumped? It's not fair. And it's like I think for me, I'm like why well, there are definitely a lot of things that I was fortunate. I was people gave me the chance to work the door and just kind of stumbled into it like everyone kind of quit at the same time. But I spent a lot of time doing. I spent a lot of time doing non-comedy things because it's worth it to me to get up.
0: Like non, like tangentially related things. Yeah,
1: like I don't have any interest in being a door person. That's yeah. Not, I didn't start doing stand up so I could work it, like do, like at the time when I first started, I was still kind of like I just, or I would sometimes work the buffet line on like game days because like will you do this? We'll give you a weekend spot. And it's like. I quit working at a restaurant because I didn't want to do that anymore. Yeah. And if I wanted to be, and I quit because I didn't want to work nights. And it was like, if I wanted to work in a restaurant, I'd work at the one where I was making $30 an hour. I don't, but I'll, I'll do whatever to get on stage.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that's cool. It sounds like the way you got into the comedy underground, that's like a cool Mm -hmm. way that a lot of people might approach it. Just like working the door and offering to help here and Mm -hmm. there and just, being friends with everyone, because like people don't really owe you a spot on the mic, mm-hmm. even though like and there's so you many people. Yeah.
1: And I think you see other people that don't, that don't aren't interested in working at the clubs. That do the same thing where they run their own rooms, and that's something that I, I I'd, I'd say I run a lot of shows each month, and partially so I can put up people I like, but also so I can have regular shows that I do each week.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, mean, I I like that. I feel like the best way to make. To get last stage time, you can just make mm-hmm. your own, especially in Seattle. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think it's important, and I'm not the best at this, but you need to celebrate little things because I guess everything is hard, but comedy is very hard. And something which is kind of weird is like if you told me certain things that have happened to me over the last couple of years, like if you told like 15 year old me, I've had like a number of childhood dreams come true. And at the same time there's awesome. so much that I have to that I'm so I'm so far
0: yeah that's I mean you've done so much but like and I'm still even doing a lot like what you think about I'm still down, doing the like, same
1: open mics like yeah. I'm doing other stuff too but it's it's not like there's so much more work like probably six seven years more work before I I'll, I'll even know if it works out
0: it sounds like everyone thinks there's like I mean at each mm-hmm. point in their life they think if I do this I'll be here. Mm-hmm. But there's not one singular event that'll I mean maybe mm-hmm. if you do something like that catapults you into like a s thirty minute special, then you'll get yeah. more Yeah. Then then what? Like you get more road work, for example. And
1: at least for me, everything that I've gotten that has been quote unquote like the biggest, I've tried the least for. Which That's is odd. Interesting. Like everything if I've applied for things or like really worked towards something, often it leads to nothing. And then like the the first I guess if you want to say break. I don't really feel like I've... I've I don't have i feel like I'm big, so I'm like, I don't... But the, the first big kind big of, like... The first kind of little credit that I got was, like, the... Not little, but, like, I got to do Heart of the City on Comedy Central. And I got to do that within, like, three years of doing stand-up, which is incredible.
0: Was that before shoot
1: That was... I taped... I taped for it before performing in Shoot, and it aired after Bumbershoot oh, okay. and like that's something where people will do comedy for years and never get a Comedy Central credit and I just kind of stumbled into it like I remember I saw a Facebook post from this comic named Nate Jackson who is originally from Seattle Tacoma and now is in LA who's actually on the same taping I just did in Montreal as well and he's a really killer comic really really funny great producer, like, sell, sells out all kinds of shows, and has, like, a regular show that'll always sell out in Tacoma. And I didn't know him at the time, because so it's very new, and I just saw this post shared. I wasn't even Facebook friends with him, where it was, like, if you're serious about comedy, you should apply for this opportunity to be on TV. And, like, I've seen ads like that on Craigslist before. It was like, this is... Yeah. Whatever. I was like, this is just bullshit. This is nothing. Yeah. And then I looked at the date, and I was like, well, I'm free. Yeah. So... I might as well, worst case, I just do another bad show. And then I submitted for it and got added to the audition. And by the time the audition rolled up, I knew what it was for and I was like, oh, this is actually a real audition. This is like yeah. for a real show. This is for like a Comedy Central show. Wow, and I was like, I'm not gonna get it. But this is pretty cool. Like I was like, this is so cool that I get to do it. And so we all drew slots, it was like 14 comics. And there were two or three people that were like ringers. So, they kind of were pre-selected ringers. Bringers. They were kind of pre-selected almost to be on the show already. Yeah. Like, they were auditioning, but they were like, these, these people are probably going to do the show. Mm-hmm. No guarantees. But um, they kind of were given, like, the juiciest spots. Which is, that's not unfair. That's, yeah. how, it's, like, that's how it worked. The show business. Yeah, no, so, the producers gave them the best spots. It's fine. Yeah. And I drew the last spot. I went up last at the end of what ended up being like a three hour show wow. so you could probably watch lord of the rings and last time in the show so by the time i went up the crowd was tired and at that point in time i was mostly just going up at the end of open mics and weekday shows at the underground because so i'd work the door and then they would have me close out the shows or go up north near the end where the crowd was dead and it's was like well they're taping this so i'll just go up and i'll just pretend like i'm killing and I did a couple jokes, and like I did my first joke, and people kind of like perked up a little bit. And I did another joke, and they laughed a little more. And by the time I was like a minute into my audition set, I was like, you know, it doing really well. Like I was getting really big pops, and it kind incredible. of brought the crowd back to life. And I think I got, I got, it just it just worked out. It was just one of those nights where. They liked what I had to say, and I stayed kind of in the zone, and then... Was amazing. I remember I was driving home, I was really happy. I was, like... I was really proud of myself. I was like, there's things I would have done differently. I'm not going to get this thing, but you know what? I learned... I learned what I would do differently, and this is pretty... Like, what an incredible thing. I got to audition for the yeah, show. You get
0: people back after three hours. So I was like, happy oh with
1: God. it, and then... A couple, like, didn't hear anything, so... That, was, that audition was maybe in, like, March of whatever year that was. So, like, about a year and a half ago, maybe. And then later that summer, I get a phone call from a number in Los Angeles, I think. Maybe Orange County. While well, I'm at work at my desk, and I pick up the phone. And it's this woman. I don't remember her name, unfortunately, but it looks like Kim. Okay. Usually, this is Kim. I'm with the Kevin Hart's production team, Heart of the City and you've been selected to be one of the people on the show and i i sometimes like we talk about being comfortable i get really excited but unless i'm comfortable around people i don't sound excited so It's like oh that's so cool <laughs> like <laughs> i sound like oh so great was i was like oh yeah it's like so, so cool that i'll be on tv <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes okay so we are you can be free this date and it's like i'll be free yeah i didn't even look it's like whatever that is i'll be free i'll do anything and then she goes, great. So we just need to know your name, your full name, how you spell it. I go, Bo Johnson. She goes, okay. And then your social security number so we can start your paperwork. And I was like, yep, here we go. Uh, 531. That's the social security number for everyone in Washington, so you don't know shit. Okay. Uh, I checked. And then I gave her the rest of it. And I hung up. I was like, oh, no. I just got my identity stolen. No, i was like all no. that's all it took this lady was like we're gonna put you on tv and i was like here here are the keys to my financial ruin there you go wait
0: you just gave her your social yeah i don't think you can steal an identity with that can you i don't know but, okay.
1: and then <laughs> i don't think i don't think the first three digits mean shit i hope not no first i'm pretty sure digits. it's the state but um <laughs> yeah my social security number is go ahead and promote this but yeah, i'm gonna post that and I honestly kind of thought it was a prank. I was like, "It's a prank," until the day, like dress rehearsal. I was like, "I was trying to prepare myself for it to not happen. Like I was doing all the prep work for the set. Like I would tape. I, they wanted you to send kind of. Wait, so
0: you simultaneously were like, "I'm prepping," but like also like a part, of, a, little part of a, a little part of my, a little part
1: of me was like, didn't want to just be devastated and have it not happen. Where I was like, "It could fall apart. It could oh, fall so you're apart." Yourself. Yeah, and then it happened and. I was happy with how it went, and I definitely, the Montreal thing came out of that, too. Like I think I could, just got... They called
0: it. you up, like, after, because that was, what, a year ago?
1: That was also out of the blue.
0: But this, I mean, this, uh, the Heart of the City was a year ago? That was, la-
1: ago. I, I taped it last August, Okay. and it aired October of 2017, I believe. Okay, and then they Maybe just you up again later on. And so... Just for laughs, Montreal, which is like a really big, com- probably the biggest. I think it's, yeah, the, it's biggest the biggest comics festival. Yeah, biggest, yeah. Like that, and like Melbourne, and it's like a, it's a big deal to do it. Like I remember, I'd watch sets of like edberg performing on those stages. Like I was like, that would be like that would be so cool. And then I got like a, a Facebook message from the producer of Heart of the City. He was like, "What's your phone number?" And I was like, "Oh." And so I messaging. sent him the phone number and then the next day I got a call from someone and just for laughs I'm like we're going to give you an offer. It was like kind of the same thing where I was like oh that's so cool. <laughs> I was like you made my day and it's like it does not sound. Did they respond was...
0: to that? They're like do you want this? We're well,
1: gonna I, give it back. you back. It's like of course I'm going to do it. it. And then <laughs> that one was a little different. So Heart of the City they wanted to know they wanted me to send them a tape of what my plan for the set was. But I think it was just purely they wanted to put together an order. They didn't they gave you really no content restrictions, they are like, do whatever you want, uh, you don't have to have like a transcript sent in, the LOL taping just for laughs was like I typed out a transcript of everything really, they okay, wanted I just to do, sent in a transcript. I sent in a transcript to be approved, and then they flew us down to the festival, and I got like a warm up set, so it was an 8 minute set, and so I kind of, the weeks, I had about a month to prep. And so like I couldn't do anything I'd taped for TV before. And so that was all out. And I was like, okay. So I kind of put together at first like a 10-minute set. And then I would cut jokes, cut jokes, until I was right at eight minutes. And I think I got it down to eight the night before I flew down. So I, did, I, ran, I ran it at an open mic, and it was like 8.05, so that's good, that's good enough. Yeah. And then flew down to Montreal, it tweaked a little bit more, had one warm-up set at a local club there. Really, it was a really cool show, too. It was like a bunch of comics I really respect and look up to on it. Like, and just strangely enough, a lot of the people I had shows with in Montreal were like the couple people I'd met before. Yeah, so like Adam Ray was hosting my warm up show, and Adam Ray I don't know him well, I met him briefly once in Seattle, but he went to my high school. It was like just a strange little world where he's went to my high school, however many years before me, and then I went right after some other comics. Laurie Kilmartin went right before me who's super funny like had a great set. I was like this is so cool wow. like what I was like what a this is so this is kind of it was surreal and then ran my set and then the next day we had our taping and is definitely was one of the best nights of my life it that's was amazing. really amazing
0: congrats yeah thank you good job and <laughs> that's really cool that's awesome
1: hopefully we'll see what it what it looks like when it airs and what they keep
0: that's so cool I feel like it, it sounds also like nerve-wracking too to have like a taped set because you can't Mm -hmm. like did you have multiple tapings
1: no one taping
0: really wow Mm -hmm. so did you do you just not think i'm sure you just can't think about it right well you can't think about well i think it's taped
1: i didn't think you think about it yeah Uh, i was less nervous than i was for the first taping i think i'd been there before and i was like okay so i know now, what I'm doing, I think what I was, a lot of, some of the stuff I was doing was very new. Like, I wrote probably about a minute and a half of the material I taped within a month of the taping. Yeah. And some of it, or with, like, tweaks, the tags I added, or things, like, callbacks that I wrote in. And so, I was like, I, I think the stuff is good. Like, I see it working, but I wish I could have taken it more places first, and a lot of those jokes actually ended up being like the biggest pops of the set. That's nice and so I was excited about the material I was doing. It was all, a lot of it was new, or most of it, I'd say 70% of it was stuff that if it wasn't brand new, I'd written over the past year after the taping. And one thing it definitely gave me perspective on is like I need to keep writing a lot because if I hadn't... I couldn't do anything I taped before. And so I was like, I haven't been doing this that long. I've been doing it three and a half years. And so when I have to do like a tight eight minute set where everything is quick and everything's good, some of the jokes that I'll do in a longer set don't work because they're stories or they're longer. They're not a show, like just for an eight minute showcase. And I was like, if I hadn't been writing, I wouldn't have, I probably couldn't have done this or I wouldn't have gone well.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, you have to have a lot of, like a reservoir of content mm-hmm. For when you're asked to do these opportunities, especially when there's literally like legal reasons where you can't use the same set.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Like you just have to have enough material. You mm-hmm. can't just have ten minutes. Yeah, and
1: That's I it. I feel very fortunate that I've been I've been getting opportunities. I think what's a tricky balance to strike is, a I don't think that I'm super far along. Like I'm I'm not a big deal. I think maybe like you know compared to what like. If you told me what I'd done two years, like when I did my first open mic, I would have been blown away. And it is a big deal to do Comedy Central and to go to Just for Laughs. But at the same time, like I'm still, I'm working my day job. I make rent doing comedy, but it's really there's you so, make rent doing it. Lately, yes, that's pretty good. Between producing and stuff like the taping helps. Obviously, that's that's, so good. that's like a one off, and so it's it's moving in that direction. But there's so far to go to be professional. And to be living in a bigger city and to be really where I want to be or where it feels like I want to be. Yeah. And, but I also, I've kind of skipped the line. Yeah. Like, there are people that have been doing it a lot longer where I've just gotten, I've been very fortunate, I've been lucky. And it's like that balance of I want to give myself credit for working hard and being good because, like, you need to believe in yourself if you want to do this to an extent, at least. You have to believe in yourself while also being, like, critical enough that you'll improve on the things you're not doing well and try to work on those things and also to like to give myself credit like that balance of I don't want I don't want I want to acknowledge the fact that I've been lucky while also giving myself kudos for working and hard and, and I did earn those opportunities even if there are other people that are also deserving that just you're for whatever reason it didn't happen.
0: Yeah I mean I think if you're ready like there's no reason to not do something. I mean, I don't know. Like, you always hear just the way comedians talk. It seems like there's a very like rigid uh, belief system about doing comedy that you have to do things a certain mm-hmm. way, and you have to do X amount of years mm-hmm. for this to happen. But I don't think that's necessarily true. I don't know. I don't. I personally don't. I think a lot of that's really limiting. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, there's like it makes sense that you have to have experience to do comedy and like yeah, but you I think, can't be like brand new and yeah. do really great but like also you can like you can be two years in and be on tv like mm-hmm. i know like people that have like just done it for like three or four years and they've been on late night like if you're ready you're ready like yeah. some people it's are something like a five in. minute set i think
1: yeah and the credits it goes both ways i think you can get funny quick and you can work harder and get better faster if you're doing it the right way and if you're talented but also a credit doesn't make you better Like, it'll help me. Like, I think having these credits will hopefully and has to some extent already helped me get more bookings that helped me get better faster because it's kind of like as you get better shows, you can get better faster because you have longer sets that you can work with. You have more stage time available to you and that helps. But like we like I had a video, I mean, my best friend from high school, I mentioned Matt, we did a video where. We snuck, I snuck him into yeah. a movie theater wrapped around my body and it went kind of viral. Like, we got around 6 million views on, on YouTube and had I, learned like, learning experience, I've seen versions of it bouncing around Facebook with 6 million views, with 10 million views, with 30 million views. None of them attached to me at all. Yeah. Where, like, Just learning experience, like, why should I put that up on Facebook? And I didn't.
0: Wait, so someone <clears throat> else put it up? Mm-hmm you never posted like a, it a cut
1: version of it yeah
0: who posts wait so you just, just sent it it's somewhere? all over
1: different no just like well it went it made it to the number one post on reddit
0: but you didn't post it yourself
1: like, we posted on reddit the youtube link and then people uploaded it like download it cut a smaller version of it copied that content to to facebook where it got passed along various meme pages yeah. you'll see it on instagram every once in a while um, it's on world star hip hop with like 600,000 views oh which I think uh, is so yeah. funny that we're on world star that one I don't care about like that's, that's so pretty funny, funny. <laughs> I know I world shouldn't star. be on world star hip hop um,
0: you're the opposite of world star hip hop I'm
1: pretty much <laughs> you're really, really, there was an opposite like if I think if I was like I'm on world star hip hop so I'd be like you got videotaped getting beat up <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. but um, like when that happened All of a sudden, everyone in Seattle knew who I was. But I was, yeah, but I was, like, six months into doing comedy. And so it wasn't, like, my comedy wasn't better. People know you. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, at that point, I couldn't capitalize on it for another number of reasons. Like, I had really bad, I don't know, I had really bad back problems at the time. I had to have surgery. As a result of
0: carrying that man.
1: I don't think it helped in hindsight I don't were think it helped you were carrying him I was carrying yeah, him yeah that didn't help which I don't it didn't help it didn't happen right after but I was like in hindsight I told my doctor he was like yeah I wouldn't do that again <laughs> wow the things you do for comedy yeah
0: broke your spine
1: well I, the other things did that too but uh, I don't know that's, that was partially what pushed me into doing more and more stand up was I couldn't really sleep for a while I couldn't sit down or lie down for about, really? a, for about a year I was able to sleep what about that. What happened to your back? I herniated a disc. Oh, that sucks. So I had to move back in with my parents because I couldn't drive to work in the morning.
0: From what? Like, that sounds like a squatting kind of thing. Oh, it
1: only gets worse. Uh, it was partially from the two things that pushed over the edge were a mechanical bull ride and pickleball the next morning. World <laughs> star. World star. <laughs> <laughs> World <laughs> star. Um, white boy and breaks Johnson. spine. i <laughs> mechanical bull.
0: that in the post? He... Shortly after herniated his disc. I don't know.
1: No, it was not in the video. Passed <laughs> away. But I remember at that time I was like I can't sleep, and so I might as well work as hard as I can because I'm either gonna be home and I'll be sad and doing nothing, or I'll do as much stand up as possible. Wow. And so I just worked as hard as I could that year. God,
0: that sounds so painful. And,
1: and So now it makes it a lot easier to stand up. It's like oh. I take a lot. I'm very Dude, grateful. Like Bane, I'm very grateful. Like, sh- I like that. <laughs> you have, you, you, like pain on. You're like, you're and so now right I'm on. very They're grateful problem, for, like, yeah. how much I can travel, like, flying, driving long distances. I'm like, I really appreciate it.
0: Wow. You're, like, invincible. Oh, I don't know. on that open mic. Oh, sure. You're experiencing so much pain that, like, bombing didn't. <laughs> <buy anything. laughs> like, your bombing doesn't affect me. I don't need your now. This excellent character work. <laughs> <laughs> My disk is hurting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did you practice that beforehand, um, like just in case? Yeah,
0: I read up that you had.
1: How many images. how many characters do you have? Do you have how many characters? Well, that's yeah. literally Bane. That's Bane. That's Bane.
0: Um, how many ca- Like, how many impressions can mm-hmm. I do?
1: Yeah, can we do some?
0: Um, sure. We can. Uh, okay, click so you hi- got Bane. Click and I can do a couple. Actually, I actually have a list. Um. I can do uh, SpongeBob. Bye, bye. bye. I put
1: two ice cubes in your drink instead of one uh, um, I could
0: do Patrick Oh, this kid's got it all <laughs> I don't think Squidward likes us very much Do you know Swilliam, fancy son? Did I you watch know. Spongebob? I didn't watch, didn't watch much job. The I'm girl.
1: pretty sure this isn't a real show I think um, you just made up these characters I made these up <laughs> um, Do you know no. who
0: Plankton is? Have you seen that much? Or have you really never watched
1: it? I, I mean, I know who Spongebob is and who Patrick are the okay. starfish and the, the little, sponge.
0: The, plankton guy, the green I'll let you
1: I can picture it. It's
0: like where's your formula, crabs? I mean, are I mean, all of the characters
1: that. are all of the characters from SpongeBob? No,
0: I can do other things. Um like uh, Those are good. I can though. only do the old see, I I feel like I stopped learning impressions at a point. So like a lot of them are outdated, like computer <laughs> like, griffin. I can just classic. do
1: only children's cartoons.
0: Here, wait, let me see. Um, pretty much.
1: What's your favorite?
0: Um I love Cool Whip Brian. I love Cool Whip, Cool Brian. You know uh, Joe Swanson. No. Uh, do you not? You don't watch Family Guy either. I'm you know, not much. Did you watch? Do you know who Patrick Warburton is?
1: I don't know who Patrick Warburton is. Have you
0: seen Emperor's New Groove? Do you know? Cromwell? I
1: have seen Emperor's New Groove. It's a good one.
0: boys and poison. Poison for You know
1: Yeah. How much do Gisco. you brag? How much time have you spent like, oh, yeah. alone in your room practicing?
0: Um, I'll randomly do it. Or are
1: you just good at this? Is um, it something you're just good at? Sometimes
0: I'll spend like twenty minutes and just try to get a voice.
1: But you have it down pretty quick.
0: It's it's hard though. It takes a while. Like I can do obviously Trump, mm-hmm. such Trump. We're doing so well. I'm so handsome. And I could sometimes do Obama. Depends how if my voice can go low. Uh, and uh, here's uh, what we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna go door to door, and politely uh, ask the immigrants uh, to go home. I feel like I need to get lower for that one. Um, do you know uh, Joe Pesci?
1: Joe Pesci. Have so. you seen
0: like Home Alone or like mm-hmm. Goodfellas? Yeah. You motherfucking breaking your break, you break your fucking back! What the fuck's wrong with you? You
1: know. This are pretty good. You're pretty uh, good. These.
0: Yeah. What else? Morgan, this is. This
1: is turning into a reel for you.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna cut this and turn this into a reel.
1: You should. This is
0: Whereas well, the Penguins March. It's kinda hard.
1: That one that was probably the worst one. That was really bad. Um, but the others are good.
0: That was terrible. Um yeah. You know. I have a lot. There's a long list.
1: When you okay. So you you have a girlfriend.
0: Uh huh. Are you interviewing me? <laughs> we <laughs> we have Turn the the turn this
1: around, baby. Uh, <laughs> you, guys, this is, you really need to assert yourself more, Austin. I've really taken the reins for you. Yeah, wait, end. why? <laughs> so you have a, so you have a girlfriend. So you have a girlfriend. And yeah. on your, on your when you were dating her early on, how long did it take for one of the characters to come out?
0: How long?
1: Yeah, like, when did you break out the real? Ooh. When we were like, do you like Family Guy? And then you just busted out Stewie.
0: Oh, I feel like early on. Because yeah. I met her from, uh... Her roommate was on my improv team, and mm-hmm. also every interaction we've had, I was so just grotesque. Like, she literally met me, I, I had like 10 plates of sushi mm-hmm. stacked up at the dining hall of my school, and I was just a troll.
1: And then, did you do like, what voice did you do when you were eating it? I Which character did you I do? I
0: don't think I. Maybe, probably Shrek.
1: Probably Shrek? Oh, can I hear Shrek?
0: Me? Okay, hold on. It's hard to do. Like, Shrek's Shrek Center miss sometimes. I'm an ogre. I don't have any friends.
1: <laughs> so I,
0: I live alone.
1: It's not a very good impression, but I like the part about you not having any friends. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my Shrek guy. No, uh, it's pretty good. I did an open to a
0: show where I literally just read the first eight minutes of Shrek and did every character. Well,
1: I'm also making you do it cold with no warm up. Yeah, I feel and so like I can hear, I least. can feel the ta- like I can get a little bit of the scene. Can in do
0: it. a donkey impression? I feel like, <laughs> Come on, Mr. Ray. Can I stay with you? Can I stay with you, please? I'll be- <laughs> I've just seen a donkey fly. Okay, I've just seen a dragon dragonfly. Maybe you're going to horse fly. I bet you ain't never seen a donkey fly. It's like if you don't know I'm doing donkey, it's just racist. That's pretty much it. Um, okay, hold on. Pause interview. My yeah. girlfriend is trapped at the airport, I think.
1: Oh, so this sounds some like This sounds like some good action.
0: Um maybe we can keep this Let's In the get podcast this on air. So this is air <laughs> Okay, you got
1: to do the call in character. Dubane. Why?
0: We should do a prank call. That would be interesting for the podcast. I haven't done that. I did prank calls this weekend. It was so fun. She said, she was just calling me. And just you like, still Dubain.
1: do prank. Who do you prank call?
0: Um, we called the customer service. Uh, no, not the... The people that prank call you and pretend... Hey, it's Marina. Okay. The people that prank call... No, the people that call you and like say your computer's hacked.
1: Oh. Yeah. That was fun. So the the spammers. You pranked the spammers.
0: Yeah. Um oh we should do that. Red hot. Malina. Hey. How are you? <laughs> um I wish I could say I'm calling you from LA because our flight was really speedy. Alas, I am still at the airport. Why are you still at the airport? <laughs> okay, I brought you in good screen, that's no Um <laughs> Too
1: fat. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I don't. Before so your girlfriend flies, I don't want this to be your last <laughs> conversation. <laughs> um, I'm in the
0: podcast and you're on the air, and on the air, I mean, I'm gonna cut this part. No,
1: nope, this is the best part of the podcast.
0: It, but... Um. So wait, what happened? Um, so I'm literally gonna to fly away smile. Oh, so you want me to pick you up? Or do you want to live at the airport? I'd uh, rather not do that. When, when do you know the podcast? Never. No, know, probably like 20 minutes. I'll yeah. I'll maybe still be online line then, so I'll keep you posted. Cool, I'll come get you. Yay, you the best. Bye. Bye.
1: Cool. I would, I would have never forgiven myself. She's, by the way, she's going to have a very safe flight tomorrow. Yeah. But if... If your last conversation before her flight went down was in character <laughs> as Dane <laughs> and then you had to recall your last words to her,
0: like my last like,
1: I can't do the voice. Wait, though. what's the line? Like, I was born in the darkness.
0: The plane was supposed to go down. Like, is it, is
1: it? <laughs> my last words it's to just her. Like,
0: oh my God! My <laughs> the pilot what, there's a you line you called the pilot fat that's what you did no but like there's a the line in the movie right where he's like oh you think this plane
1: is staying up and he says like a weird thing like that
0: remember when the plane crashes in the beginning of the movie that's like the first mm-hmm. scene I haven't yeah, seen it I've seen it I've, I've, I've seen, seen it I've seen you, it. Seen you it. don't consume media
1: I consume you
0: know, media what are you? you're Amish and you just wear a hat and you pretend you're not
1: where I'm an Amish guy wearing a baseball cap.
0: <laughs> yeah, you just like, you just throw in a baseball cap and be like, I fit in now. And to Seattle, it's the Best I'll, Buy no baseball cap. No, don't no catch on.
1: <laughs> the Disguise.
0: That's a good disguise. Um, But, um, wait, I want to talk comedy mm-hmm. things. Yes. And then, I actually kind of want to do a prank call. That'd be funny. Um, cool. So, yeah, you mentioned something cool. So, when you were doing your set, you mm-hmm. uh, had eight minutes and yeah. you said you didn't do you didn't do the same set that you would do for like a longer 20 minute set no um i i feel like i have that issue where i will try to do longer jokes but mm-hmm. maybe do fewer in a shorter set and i think it's mm-hmm. bad because like i noticed like for competition sets i don't do that well um and I know you're probably thinking, "Wait, you never do well." But I've seen you do well.
1: <laughs> I've seen you perform for an all frat audience before. Oh, yeah, I, mean, dude, I, I was like um, Austin's swimming right now. I, Austin's like a turtle killed, in water. I
0: killed. They like literally like rushed me into their fraternity after the set. Mm-hmm. Um, but they dry frat? Yeah, the dry frat, <laughs> the Jesus frat. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, uh, how do you uh, decide what material to do? Well,
1: I mean, I think you can also have. Killer longer jokes. Like, I really like, like, Chase Myers in Seattle, I think, is really funny and has a lot of, like, longer, slower bits, like, where they just keep going and they're funnier and funnier and funnier. Gary Goleman is one of my favorite comics, has, like, a bunch of TV spots where it's just, like, he'll do one premise and that's the whole set. Like, it's not set a punchline, set a punchline. He'll do, like, this whole bit is his whole late night set. And he's also one of the, I mean, I think he's one of the best comics. Um, for me, going into it, I was like, I've got eight minutes. A lot of the jokes I write are shorter. And I'm just going to do punchy short jokes that I like. And some of the stories that I have, why I didn't do them are partially, they maybe take five minutes. Maybe they take three minutes. Either it's longer than I want for an eight minute set, or also maybe they're just not quite where I want them to be if they're going to be taped. like." Yeah. Like, I think they're solid and they're good jokes and I'll do them in a 30-minute set, but are they at a point right now where I feel like I want them to air that way? Probably not.
0: Uh Uh-huh. So you typically do more, just like, snappier jokes?
1: For For these tapings I did. Where, I mean, I'm still relatively green. Like, I did, this is my second taping. I'm three and a half years in, and I was like, I'm gonna do the jokes. I only want to do jokes that I like, too. Every joke that I did, is a joke that I enjoy, personally, that I believe in. Can you give an example
0: of something? Or can you? Wait, I don't know. Are you going to allow to? I think
1: play? I can. I think it's fine, probably. I
0: mean, also, like, you don't have to, like, do your presentation. Mode, no. But, like, whatever it's like, what are they? Yeah, give us some. Like,
1: what's, like, a short joke I did? Well, yeah, this is going to make it sound not funny at all, probably. Yeah, No, no, it's fine. We're dissecting so,
0: it. We're um, not dissecting it, but it's on a
1: podcast. I opened with. I opened with a joke about working, when I used to work in a bar as the door guy, and when this guy came over and wanted to, he wanted to take a drink outside, so he asked me, this is not how I do the joke, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. just explaining it. He asked me, like, can I take this outside with me? And I was like, no, of course not. And he's like, what are you gonna do? It's like, mostly just be disappointed in you. And he put the drink down and he left. I was like, wow, I'm gonna be an incredible father someday. So I open with that as like a joke I've opened with before
0: Yeah
1: I've seen it That's good And it's just like a short one It's a short joke It kind of shows who I am A little bit And then I had some other jokes I have a joke about Meeting an older couple That was going bird watching How the guy told me Like How you He's met a lot of people Who like to go bird watching Since he started And The joke is basically Everyone you meet With binoculars Has to tell you They're bird watching Yeah Um, there's more to it but like a lot of just short short jokes and there's more to all of those but
0: that's cool I mean yeah Uh, and that's uh,
1: like a lot of the comedy that I got into early on like Mitch Hedberg is very much non sequitur one-liners and uh, Dimitri Martin is the same and now I, I really enjoy a lot of storytelling comedy and longer form comedy but and my jokes are most, I think they're clumped almost by category. And now as I've been doing comedy longer, some of them are longer jokes too. Yeah. But it's still a lot of the stuff I write is pretty short, under a minute.
0: That's cool. I feel like most of the stuff I write is just naturally longer. Mm-hmm. And it's harder for me to get the audience right away. Mm-hmm. I always start slow.
1: And that's and something I, I would like to do more of. I'd like to stay in bits longer and, and stretch them out. And see if there's more I can milk out of them.
0: That's interesting. Well, yeah, my whole thing, always just growing up, was like, I'll just take something way too far. Like, mm-hmm. when everyone's like, dude, just stop. And take like this hobby out. of yours. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <I'm sorry>. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is Podcast Takeover by Bo mm-hmm. Johnson. This is going to be on World's yeah. Second Pop.
1: No, really long, true. hour-long mixtape.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, do you, I don't know. Like, I feel like... Um, yeah, I just usually do... What was I saying? I do longer mm-hmm. stuff. It's harder for me to start and start on a laugh right away and do some, say something really funny. Like I don't mm-hmm. know. Am I good at that? I like,
1: like your yeah. characters a lot. Thanks. I like. How I didn't I, know you did so many impressions. Yeah, I do a lot. I think um, you could be a good voice actor.
0: Thanks. Yeah, I want to make a, a reel and just for the hell of it. Because, mm-hmm. like you were saying, uh, for opportunities and things, I guess... Not that it's not putting effort into it, but I think I strongly believe that if you just put yourself out there as much as yeah. possible and even just fucking forget about whatever you put yeah. yourself out there for, you can only win from that. Right? I think the
1: more energy you put into things, that energy will show up somewhere. And so, even though, at least for me, when I think about the biggest opportunities I've gotten, they almost felt the easiest where they just popped up and I auditioned or just like, he was just like, hey, we're going to give you this thing. Yeah. Even if I didn't. Even if it felt like to me I did nothing there was a I was doing so much doing, on the other like end like I don't think people realize people that do comedy definitely do but it's like it's a lot of work because like I think I probably I think I work at least on average probably sixty hours a week every week for comedy probably or for, for, for everything yeah. together for the last three years sometimes up to around eighty hours so I work forty hours for my day job and then I'll run shows at least two nights a week, which is, like, a three-hour ordeal, plus, like, mics and shows after those shows, and then writing and submitting for things, setting up events. Yeah, you um, gotta do it. Drive, like, even, like, it almost doesn't count as work. It's like, if you drive, if I go somewhere for a weekend, I'll be gone for, often like, a night and a weekend. That's another eight hours of driving on my one-day I don't know how
0: to quantify that, because I never even think of that stuff as work. But it's, like, it's just, how much free time do do you
1: have? And it definitely shrinks. Like, I, if you told me in college how much time I had to myself, I could have gotten so much done. I never, I never appreciated yeah. it. Yeah,
0: that's I don't know if this know. is interesting at all. No, it is. It's cool. It's Maybe chill. to you. <laughs> like, I mean, like, co- well, these are all comedy people. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is true, but...
1: Who are your listeners, Austin?
0: I don't know. If you're a listener, let me know. Thanks.
1: Um that's the, I also that's kind of thing. like the idea that you're not recording anything. You just invite people over and they'll hold these microphones. No, this is this is
0: literally not on. Yeah. This is totally completely off. This is like one of those like best buy yeah. like show for show display computers. This is the prank. Yeah. <laughs> This girlfriend isn't even at the The airport. She's in the the bedroom. Your reaction is only disappointment and I wasted your
1: time. (laughs) Let's see your reaction. Okay, cool. Your reaction is, alright, we're not friends. (laughs) And you leave. Excellent.
0: Like, oh, fuck you. (laughs) We're not that close now. So yeah, have fun in LA, I guess. Um, Cool. What was What were you saying um so yeah the working thing uh that's cool i mean i, I notice i spend so much of my time in comedy things mm-hmm. and it just doesn't even feel like work I don't oh mean, it doesn't feel like work it just I amount want of more free time. time to just do this stuff. i
1: want more time to write i want more time to just have my for me a lot of my writing is like oh when i'm going for a run or i'm going swimming or i'm going for a walk it's like i want that time to just let my brain marinate yeah or, like, I'll see... A lot of my writing is also in conversation with friends. Like, if it's something that makes me and someone that I like laugh, like, I don't know if that'll translate to everybody else, but that's what I think is funny. And I also will enjoy telling a joke longer if it's something I actually really like and really cracks me up.
0: Yeah. Do you have uh, any advice for starting a set? Like, what's just, like, a good way to start your set?
1: I, mean, I think what you should do is go to another city, like pretty far from where you live and go to an open that. mic oh. <laughs> and just write down all the best things. <laughs> no, uh, how to open a set. So
0: those is gonna be like an elaborate.
1: library just post. steal, go just Go to, to another steal. city,
0: live there. And <laughs> live there back. and just. And this is just for you. And your
1: name's Austin. And <laughs> <laughs> you should move there. Make uh, sure there's no comedy. Make <laughs> sure <laughs> there's no comedy at all. Um. Um, how to start, I mean, how to start a set and I mean, so many ways you could just, It's i an do it thing. with something funny.
0: Yeah, I was talking to Andrew Rivers on my toy, fake toys that didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, um, I do I was just mentioning. It, it was just, like, awkward to start a set. Mm-hmm. You can, I was like, I guess. If there's something that you it. need
1: to address, I'll address it.
0: Yeah, i always be like, hey, keep it up for your. Or, house. like, if you're in
1: a weird room or something odd has happened, that can be fun where you get a laugh, which isn't material. And then. I I kind of just jump into things a lot of the time. I'm more kind of riffing on things than I used to, but...
0: Yeah. How do you react when people don't laugh? How how long do you linger on it? You
1: mean in the moment or later? How much do I care about the joke?
0: (laughs) That's it. It's like how much of your... I mean, I definitely...
1: I'll I'll think about it a lot. I mean, because this is what I love. This is what I care about and I want it to go well. I'll try to rebuild a bit.
0: I mean, linger on it and, like, on stage. On stage? I don't know. Like, as, for example.
1: Is my whole set going well before then?
0: um, I'd say, sure. I mean, I'll I'll probably just move along. Just move along.
1: I mean, also, I think with, like, hosting, for instance, if you're hosting, like, there's some times I've done hosting work, which is less so now, but ideally it starts off great, right off the first joke. Yeah. And everything is a laugh. But I've done some rooms, and I've seen other comics do the same thing, where it's like, your job is just to get the show started. And sometimes, it kind of it builds. It isn't right off the bat with the first jokes. They're not all the way with you. And your job is just by the time you bring up the first the next comic, whether that's a guest spot or the feature, make have the room laughing the way that they should. You would like them laughing the whole set.
0: Exactly. Don't and like- so
1: in that case, it's like, if I'm going up and I'm hosting and the crowd's cold... I'm sure there's probably something on my end where I could be better and get there faster. But I'm also like, the show is just starting. I'm not going to berate them for not laughing as hard as I want them to right off the bat. Yeah. I'll keep telling jokes and you'll see kind of them click into the zone and see what's going on.
0: Yeah. Do you get like a reaction when uh, you have a joke that you really like and it usually does well and then it just doesn't do well? That's how I felt on Friday. concern. <laughs> I was really sad. On Friday, I totally bombed. You were there.
1: I think I left. Uh, maybe you left. I also, I mean... Or
0: you Oh, there. in the
1: nightclub, right? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that that was a, a set that I would have cared to have had videotaped of me either.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was, I mean, I don't know. I get really, like, in my head about, um like, if I think a joke, like, that usually does well and it doesn't do mm-hmm. well. And then even the premise isn't working and I'm like, that's, like, three minutes. Like, mm-hmm. what do I do? Like... I kinda wanna just keep going, but I'm not sure if I should. I think going, I know what you should do. Quick you should Move
1: to a town. <laughs> a small town. Far away. Far away. But very far. Probably side. no English. <laughs> they shouldn't speak English there. <laughs> a Slavic village. Uh, Slavic village. And you should just just do the Shrek character <laughs> just full time. I <laughs> think you should just become Shrek.
0: And just like live in a swamp. <laughs> yeah, live in a swamp. That's actually pretty good <laughs> place. <laughs> We do an open mic at a swamp. Yep. Just me and my fairy tale open micers.
1: So I mean, now that we've we've unlocked all the secrets to small time success it's Seattle, Washington's comedy scene, and a almost working comic, I, I'm half working. It's, it's you part, work. I work. I make part of you my living. I make. Work. It's part of my living. That's cool. I pay to, I, That's I pay taxes. I pay to, that. I pay to the IRS. Cool. Are they listening?
0: Yes, that's my fan base. <laughs> Most
1: of the listeners are this is IRS the... agents hoping I'll reveal exactly how much I make.
0: Yeah, we... I've actually...
1: taken a lot of my comedy money.
0: Um, wait, but do you have any <laughs> perspective on the question?
1: Uh, what was the question again? Um, it was... How to open a set?
0: No, it was... Uh, if you have a joke that usually does well, <laughs> do you just like cancel it if you if it didn't work once off. no I'll, do, you I'll keep, keep doing it,
1: it. I'll, keep, I'll do it. if it doesn't work once I'll keep doing it no
0: no no not the like in the show do you continue with it the, how
1: long of a bit is it
0: I'm saying it's like a, a two minute
1: bit and <laughs> it's really not getting any better
0: <laughs> you just kill it I mean I don't moment. know
1: I don't know I think I probably have bailed before you just eject it I mean I wonder if I'm there's something kind of beautiful about someone just staying in it, though. There are some people who will do bits that really don't work. I'm like, you know what? I do respect they're really sticking with this.
0: Completely ignoring
1: the audience. <laughs> the they've really committed to this three-minute act out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely done that to no laughs,
1: like. Which is kind of wonderful. Like silent. Also, light. you wouldn't learn how the end would work if you didn't do it.
0: Yeah. Maybe true.
1: some. Maybe they'll like it at the end. That's
0: true. Um, it doesn't I,
1: sound like they did in this case. No, but. they
0: were very upset. Um, well, I did start the bit with, like, because I make fun of people from Seattle. And then I'm like, are you guys all from Seattle? And it just sounded like you suck, basically. <laughs> and then at one point I said, I make a lot of money. And I thought it was funny, but it wasn't. And it was only me being a douchebag. And they truly hated me. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, thanks. <laughs> um, well, on that note, I'm leaving Seattle forever.
1: Get out of here, Austin. Go to Hollywood. Go to Tinseltown. Go be a star. Go to Tinseltown. Go be, be a big voice actor over there.
0: Why is it called Tinseltown? I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> I feel like this was like, like if Eric Andre just wasn't funny. That's me. Me or you? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, like, trying to be Eric Andre, but, like, I'm not, like, actually trying to be a terrible podcast host, but, like, I felt like it kind of came off
1: like a You did a good job. I liked the impressions. I liked those a lot. You should keep them in the podcast.
0: Should I? Yeah. Even the bad Morgan Freeman one?
1: That one you could cut. (laughs) And No, no, no. no. Be honest with you. Maybe it's, like, just genuine. Be honest with them. Show them your work in progress.
0: So I cut it out, but right here, I was attempting to do a prank phone call for about five minutes, but it totally failed, and they didn't pick up. Um, great, so... <laughs> Thanks.
1: Cool. <laughs> you were <about> wow. To... <laughs> <laughs> Let's end it how we started. <laughs> wow. Sound check, wow. Wow,
0: wow. Um, this was insightful. And...
1: I like, you know my favorite thing about this? You were like, my girlfriend's trapped at the airport, <laughs> and yeah, we didn't... could rap. Or we could do prank calls. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's
0: a good point. <laughs> She's, like, literally at the airport probably expecting my immediate arrival. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm responsible. Eugene. Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> this is your new character. Sure. You can just be Eugene on stage. Um. Okay. Well, uh,
1: thanks, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, certainly. Thank you for having me.
0: Hey, guys. Thanks so much for tuning into Working Comic Podcast. There's a new episode every week where I interview... Writers, directors, comedians, producers, any kind of creative thing you can think of. And also the business side of things. So club owners, agents, managers, festival runners, all that stuff. So tune in every week. And uh, also follow me on social media at the Austin TheAustinNasso on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can also catch me on YouTube with Chabros, C-H-A-A.
1: Bros. One word. Uh, We have some funny videos up, so check it out. Thanks, guys.